Naptime Nightmares, Day 6. My son's camera monitor alerted in the middle of the night. I'm a nurse, and I currently work nights. It's a total drag, but I'm hopeful I can do days soon since some co-workers are planning retirements. Anyways, I was working one night when just after 3 a.m. my son's monitor alerted me to sound and movement. No big deal at all. He probably coughed loudly or sneezed or something. He's three now, so he generally sleeps all night. I bring it up on my phone, and I see him and my wife sitting on the bed. Again, no big deal. He might have cried out or gotten scared or something. I was about to close the app when I noticed they were acting strange, almost creepy. And when I say almost creepy, I mean creepy as balls. They were sitting on the bed together, both of them just staring up at the camera with a blank, emotionless stare. The night vision is black and white, so they had white, eerie-looking eyes. They didn't move at all aside from their visible breathing. They just sat there, staring at the camera. I closed the app and gave my wife a call to make sure everything was okay. I never get to call home on lunch, so in a way, this is kind of nice to get to talk to my family while at work. It rings a couple times before she answers with a very groggy, hello? It was like she was dead asleep when I called, and she looked wide awake on the camera. Hey, are you guys okay? Huh? Yeah? Buddy, my son's nickname, came in like 15 minutes ago. Seemed scared, so I said he could sleep with mama. I'm confused here since I saw him in his room a minute ago. Literally 60 seconds had passed since I closed the app and made the call. Wait, so you guys are in bed? Yeah, I fell back asleep right away. Everything okay? Everyone keeps waking me up. She's kind of annoyed. Hang on a sec. I put her on speaker and bring up the app, hoping I don't see it. When the app loads, I get that pang of intense nervousness in my stomach that I hadn't had in a long time since I was a kid in school and realized while I was eating breakfast, a paper or something was due that day and I hadn't done it. My heart leaps into my throat. My wife and son are sitting on his bed, looking up at the camera. Same emotionless stares. Hello? You guys are in bed, right? Yeah, we're trying to sleep. Well, I'm looking at his camera and I see you two sitting on his bed. Huh? No, we're in our bed. I know that's what you mean, but I'm looking at his bed and you two are in there. Hang on, she says. She's quiet for a second while she brings up the camera on her phone. I hear this guttural, terrified gasp. Like she had sucked in all the air in the room into her lungs, filling them to capacity. I don't hear this kind of gasp from my wife often, usually only when she's truly afraid. Like during a jump scare in a movie, or one time when we turned our back on our son for literally a second and he was down by the mailbox inches from the road. I hear rustling of sheets and the line goes dead. Of course, now I'm absolutely terrified myself, so I immediately call back. It goes to voicemail, so I call again. I call again and again with no answer. Finally, after about four minutes, she calls me. I tell you that four minutes felt like 40 years. Hey, what's happening? I ask. She's absolutely hysterical crying. I can't understand a word she says. Stop, slow down for just a second, I say. She slows down enough to explain that they are in the car and driving to her parents. She looked at the camera and when she saw what was on it, she got up and grabbed her son and rushed downstairs to the door. Didn't even close the garage. Don't worry about it, I said. I'll drive by when I get off and close it. We live in a generally safe neighborhood, so I'm not too concerned that the door is up. You will not go in there, she says. Hell no, I return. Why are we on the camera, she asks. Is it a recording? I don't know, I return. I'm going to keep watching it and see if there's anything I can tell do our code words with buddy we have code words because we're nerds 
We've seen too many pod people in posture movies, so we decided a long time ago to make code words with each other to be able to tell if one of us was an imposter. We have a couple code words, but we also have three sentence story we recite together, each saying a different part alternately of each other. I hear her on the phone saying things we taught our son. He giggles as he says them. He does every time we practice, since he thinks they're a joke and doesn't have any idea about the real meaning. We're both convinced he's our son. My wife then says our part, and I'm convinced she's her. We made up these words as a complete joke to ourselves. I never once in my life imagined we'd actually need them. Unreal. She got to her parents safely, and it was hard to hang up. I told her we'll figure it out in the morning. Hopefully it's just a glitch. She said she didn't think it was a glitch. When she was running out, she had to run by her son's room, and the door was open. There's a little flashing light on the back of the camera that indicates it's connected to the internet. It gives off just enough light that when she ran by, she thought she saw, out of the corner of her eye, a shadowy outline of what could have been an adult sitting on her son's bed. It sends chills down my spine just thinking about it. Knowing they were safe and out of the house is the only thing that kept me at work that night. It was long... It was a long four hours, but I kept checking the camera every chance I got. Sure enough, they were still sitting on they were still sitting on the bed staring up the camera with emotionless gazes. I studied them to see if I could see any pattern from their breathing to their blinking. Their breathing was steady and looked normal. It was their blinking that would tell me if this was some kind of bizarre time looped freak accident video or not. I intently stared at my phone and counted the seconds between each blink telling myself this is a loop, their blinks should be even and occur at the same time each time. There was no pattern to their blinking. It was erratic and random, just as a person blinking should be. The passing hours were what finally sealed the deal that this was not a weird looped video of some kind. My son's window is visible on camera and I can see that it is getting lighter outside his room. His curtains keep just enough light to prevent the camera from exiting night vision, but less in just enough to be able to see the sun rising. I try to figure out what the hell I'm going to do before I leave work. Calling the police comes to mind, but I talk myself out of it. First of all, what am I supposed to say? Someone's in my house that looks like my wife, but isn't. Worse yet, if they are entities of some kind and the police go over there and it kills them or something. I decide to tell a coworker about it. He's a firm believer in the paranormal and might have a suggestion. I show him the video and tell him the story. His initial response of, that's creepy as fuck, doesn't help but he says he wants to go over and check it out. He says we both should He says we both should see if not my wife will try and act like my wife. I tell him absolutely not, and he says we should at least go to the house even if we don't go in. I agree on that since I wanted to close the garage. We got to my house and walked around the perimeter first. Not sure what we wanted to accomplish by that, but it felt like something we should do. The curtains were all drawn since nobody was there to open them up in the morning, so we couldn't see anything. I went to close the garage and suddenly had this overwhelming urge to go inside and investigate. It was like I just had to know what was going on, so in we went. We walked through the kitchen towards the foyer where the stairs are. It's so quiet in our house right now you could hear a feather drop. Forget the pin. We stop at the bottom of the stairs and wait a few seconds. I look at the camera again and they're still sitting there. I've never been so scared in my life. My coworker put his foot on the first step and suddenly I say stop. Ugly. Forget this, we're out of here, I tell him. Come on. I start making my way back to the kitchen. We hear a loud creak in the floor from upstairs. It's my son's room. He has a very loud, creaky board right in the middle of his floor that's almost impossible not to step on. My wife and I are still deciding if we ever want to fix it because it will alert us if he's ever up to no good when he gets older trying to sneak out or something. Come on, come on, come on, I yell as I motion for him to move his ass. 
were out of the house in about two seconds. Out on the street, I checked my phone. Now only my not my son was sitting on the bed, same blank stare. Now my wife was gone. Holy shit, my coworker says. That was stupid as fuck of us. Do not tell my wife we went inside. She would be so ungodly mad if she found out what we just did. I use my garage door opener in my car to close the door. Before we leave, I don't. I look at the camera again. Not my wife is back on the bed with not my son, both staring up blankly at the camera, blinking every few seconds. That was all about four days ago now. Not my wife and not my son are still sitting on the bed staring up at the camera. They haven't moved a millimeter. My wife and I argued about it. My in-laws said, call a priest. I told my wife we're calling the cops and that's it. The day we finally called the cops would be day six. Not my family was still sitting on the goddamn bed staring at the camera. I told the dispatcher there were intruders in my house, leaving out the part that they looked exactly like my family. I told her we were out of the house, but I would meet the police there. She dispatched two units. My wife begged me not to go. I told her I had to be there. I had a foolproof plan. I would take her mom's iPhone and FaceTime with my wife while showing the police the camera on my phone. Then they would see that this is a fucked up situation and hopefully proceed with caution. My coworker friend said he would come in with me as well. My friend and I beat the cops to my house. I was packing heat. I had my concealed carry, so I had my 45 on me. I was not concerned this would bother the cops as I was going to inform them of my permit and that I'm currently carrying. I didn't plan on telling the cops about it because I was not planning on needing it. They would come armed and prepared. They showed up and I let them know I was armed and enacted my plan. I initially told them the story. They looked at each other like I was crazy and they didn't believe me. I FaceTimed my wife so they could see that she was in fact not in the house despite what our camera was showing. They still didn't seem to believe me, but this did pique their interest. I hung up with my wife. I hung up with my wife and told her I'd call her back as soon as we knew something. So now we're sure this isn't a recording. An officer stated, repeating what I said. It's not. The day-night cycle has changed every day. Their blinking is erratic and not cyclical like it was a repeat, I said. I know this is a stupid question, but your wife isn't a twin? The other officer asked. I told him no. My friend spoke up. I have an idea. Turn the volume up. I'll go throw a pebble at the window. He went around the back while I turned up the volume to the max. Okay, I'm tossing. We heard the light tick sound from outside, but the one second delay on the camera came in loud and clear on my phone. Not my wife moved at the sound of the pebble hitting the window. The first time I'd actually seen her move, aside from the time she wasn't on screen when I initially went inside our house for the first day. She turned her head towards the window just slightly before turning back to the camera. Okay, so this is live, an officer said. Okay, sir, I need you and your friend to stay outside. We're going to go in and find out what's going on here. Should you ask for more units? I asked hopefully. Not at this time. We're going to assess the situation first. They don't appear to be armed, but we're going to be cautious. I opened the garage for them and they made their way in towards my kitchen door. They radioed dispatch that they were headed in and to stand by. They disappeared into my house. A few seconds after they went in, the camera went out. I wanted to vomit and I felt like if I put my fingers in my mouth, I'd be able to feel my heart since it had leapt so far up into my throat. Shit, I yelled at my friend. I immediately popped the trunk and got my rifle out and ran into the garage, my friend right behind me. We got inside just in time to hear a low guttural howl from upstairs, demonic sounding almost, along with raised voices from the police. There were several shots. We need backup. Shots fi- He was cut off. Oh my god, my friend howled. He was scared shitless, but so was I. God fucking damn it, I knew it, I said, running up the stairs. My son's room is the first one you come to after getting upstairs, so his wall is also what you see as you walk up the stairs. 
As I reached the top, I laid into the wall with my rifle. It has a 30-round magazine, but I felt like I fired 100 shots. I fired all over the place, knowing full well the ammo would go through the wall like it was paper, concentrating on where my son's bed would be, but also near the door towards the floor as well, in, in case whatever these things were thought to duck. We heard shrieks of pain coming from inside. Then nothing. My friend and I paused for a minute before deciding to go in because the camera was still out. We heard whimpering coming from the room. There was a dead cop in the hallway we had to step over. It was awful and I'll never be able to unsee it. His head was several feet away from his body in the threshold of our guest room. We found the other cop in my son's room right inside the doorway. He had several large holes in his torso as if he'd been impaled. Exactly what I was afraid would happen had happened. I called the cops and whatever these things were killed them. When we entered the room, we found the source of the whimpering was not my wife. She was laying on her back on the floor, holding her torso that was bullet ridden and breathing heavy. The scene was awful. I can't, I can hardly put into words how awful it was. I know now, just like I did then, they weren't my family. It shouldn't have been hard. I should have been able to just go in and finish it, but instead I fell to my knees. Not my wife begged for her life. I don't want to die, honey, she whispered. I wanted to have more kids. I can't die now. I looked over at not my son, who had been dead. He'd taken two shots at least to the head, or what was left of it. He had several more in his torso and one or two on his legs and arms. If you have kids, seeing their lifeless, bullet-ridden body is a special kind of hell. Again, I knew it wasn't my son, but it was. I was going to be sick. I'd killed my family. I turned back to not my wife. She was acting just like my wife. It even mimicked her anxiety about death that she has had in the past year or so. It's not her, man. I forgot my friend was even there. It's not her. Shoot it. I know what you guys are thinking. How many times has this happened in the movies and you scream at your TV for the main character to just shoot the imposter because it's not their loved one? I guess movies get it right somehow. I'll never roll my eyes at the character who can't kill him, an imposter again. Please don't shoot me. It begged. My hands were shaking as I aimed at it. Why couldn't I do it? I know. I knew this wasn't my life. Listen, man. My friend began calmly. Look at it. Its blood is yellow. It's not your family. Was it yellow? It was. Seeing my family slain was so traumatic I hadn't even noticed their blood wasn't red. I steadied my aim and not my wife suddenly stopped begging. She began that guttural, terrifying shriek. Something black or gray started to protrude from her mouth, like a tentacle or something, and I fired. At that range, her head more or less exploded. Whatever these things are, they appeared to be mortal. I was still on my knees and my friend was out in the hallway just outside the door. We heard the sounds of approaching police sirens. I'd forgotten one of the cops had gotten a shots fired call over the radio before being killed. It seemed like it had been hours, but it had only been about five minutes since the police had gone in. My friend went downstairs to let the police know what to expect. I stood up, slowly made my way into the hallway. I was lightheaded and felt like I was going to be sick. My bedroom is adjacent to my son's, so the doorway is about a foot to the right of my son's doorway. My door was closed, but as I exited my son's room, my door opened. Not me, walked out into the hallway, wearing exactly the same thing as I was at this time. I was shocked in place. I couldn't move, but it did. It walked towards me, its right arm turned black and morphed into what appeared to be a tentacle. It was wiggling around like a squid or octopus appendage. When he thrust his arm at me, it solidified and impaled me through my abdomen. It then stabbed me in the left leg, right above the, knee the kneecap. 
I fell to the ground in pain. Its tentacle arm was wriggling again. Why did you kill my family? It asked. When it spoke, its voice changed pitch several times. It was my voice, then much deeper than normal again. It alternated several times saying that one sentence. It moved closer. The rifle was gone, but I still had my forty-five. I pulled it out and got a shot off in its right knee. It howled. As not me fell to its knee, I fired a couple more shots, getting two in its abdomen and left side of its ribs. It breathed heavily for a few seconds before I, I used the last of my strength to aim proper and shoot not me in the face. Its blood was yellow. I lay there bleeding out, thinking this was it for sure. I still had some strength from adrenaline kicking in, so I took off my belt and tried to make a tourniquet for my leg. With my stomach wound, it was hard to give it a good yank to tighten it. I took my shirt off and balled it up and packed my stomach wound and applied as much pressure as I could. Being a nurse probably saved my life. I passed out, but the measures I took must have kept me alive long enough for EM EMS to arrive and the sound of pounding coming up the stairs before I went out. It was probably a cop, but I felt pressure from somebody trying to keep my wound packed before I went out. I was in and out of consciousness as EMS arrived, along with probably every cop in the city. I was wheeled downstairs and put in an ambulance, but while I was being loaded onto the gurney upstairs, I heard the cops freaking out, and rightfully so. They lost two brothers, and there were three other bodies. Did he kill his brother? Are they twins? probably referring to Nami's body, or his whole family. Put him on armed guard while at the hospital. He's probably getting charged. As I was getting placed into the ambulance, I saw my friend talking to a group of about 10 cops, all listening very intently to what he was saying. I went out again in the ambulance. I woke up in the ER. My wounds had been treated. The tentacle hadn't been more than a few inches wide, so it was just slightly larger than a large knife. They sewn me up, and I found that I was currently receiving a blood transfusion due to blood loss at my home. My wife authorized them to do whatever they had needed while I was unconscious. She was also extremely, extremely pissed that I had went into the house. We're okay now, but that's a story for another day. I was in the hospital for three weeks since I ended up getting an infection and almost went septic. I needed quite a few antibiotics. For the entire three weeks, I had cops in my room with questions. After about a week, they, quote, released me and no longer had me under armed guard. I told them absolutely everything, not caring if it made sense or not, and thank God my friend had come with me since he was able to corroborate this weird story. Midway through my hospital stay, men with suits came to pay me a visit. They were government. I knew right away. They said they were FBI, but I don't know if I believe that. They wanted to talk about not my family. But the police chief and the coroner involved, and it was very hush-hush. They made it clear that this was not to go out to the public. This is where I have to apologize, probably for an anticlimactic ending to this ordeal. I don't know what not me and, and my family were, neither do they. The only thing I know is that they were sentient creatures that looked like us and had yellow blood. I begged the coroner to tell me about their autopsies, but he said he wasn't allowed to say. He must have felt bad for me since I received a bouquet of flowers a couple days later. The car inside the envelope read, We don't know what they are. They have the same organs we do, but in different parts of their body, aside from their brain. But what's red and pink inside of us is green and yellow inside of them. They're humanoid creatures, but whatever they are, they aren't human. The government thinks they may be extraterrestrial. Destroy this letter ASAP. We had our house professionally cleaned. It was almost surely a government team since they were contracted on behalf of the police. We could not find any Google reviews or website 
support the company online. My wife and I are not going back to our house. We would love to burn it down, but there's no way to do that and avoid suspicion of arson at this point. We'll end up taking a huge loss on the property since everyone in our neighborhood knows there was an incident involving multiple deaths in the house, but don't know what actually happened. It'll be hard to sell, but eventually it will. We're going to move on from here. I told everyone at work it was a home invasion and they bought it. I'll go back to work in a couple of weeks and we'll start looking for a new house. Again, I'm sorry. I know everyone wanted a concrete ending to know exactly what the fuck those things were, but we just don't know. Aliens sound good to me. I've been thinking if they were supernatural or actual demons, gunfire wouldn't have been able to kill them. It's just hard to say. If they're aliens, if they're aliens, why did they just sit there and creep in our house for a week? They didn't even try to take over our lives. It's hard to wrap my head around. If it's aliens, keep your eyes peeled out there. There could be more of them. Thanks for tuning in to Naptime Nightmares. Check out our social media accounts for information on a giveaway.